What's happening? What's happening? And what is happening? Chris Logan coming to you live on the planet. Your online home for 90s and 2000s rock time for us to get into our power hour, part of the morning show. We have 60 minutes of what's trending daily headlines and stories for this Thursday, March 23rd. You ever like when you when you see the date or you hear a date and you're like, man, something feels like it's it's important on this date. And I don't know why. This morning I thought that March 23rd some somewhat feels important. I hope it's it's no one I know's birthday or anything like that. I don't know. Just just get get one of those weird feelings. But what are we going to talk about on the show today? We got a lot to get to. Hot sauce and coffee. Got a couple videos to share with you. One is a laughing video. What happens when you put people who have weird laughs in a room together? We'll listen to it. Another loose and lose situation by the same person. Are Americans growing more dumber? Think the answer to that is yes or no? Uh, Jewel, her mama stole $100 million from her. Tight end Foster Moreau in the headlines this morning. After he had a serious, serious illness revealed after a physical with the Saints. Also going to share another video. Um, but this video has audio to it. So if you're listening on the planet this morning, you'll you'll be okay. This is one you don't have to watch. But T-Pain does a cover of War Pigs, and it's actually pretty cool. Uh, read the comments last night, and people are, are pretty much digging it. Pat Sajak going viral for putting a former pro wrestler contestant in somewhat of a hammerlock. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Uh, the TikTok CEO will testify... Powdered beer now exists. Half-naked woman attacks Georgia police officers. An Amazon driver made his delivery during a police standoff. Dude said, nope, they got prime. I am going to make sure this gets delivered. Also, Giselle Bunchen, the ex-wife of Tom Brady, says, nope, unretirement is not what broke the couple up. And then also, a man was arrested 10 times in one month. So what the hell is going on? But I got to say thanks to Motor City for powering the morning show and the power hour. 1111 North University, Lafayette, that's where you're going to find them. And also thanks to Edge Custom Tent, 110 Row 2 in Lafayette. They power the entire planet, thanks to Ronnie and Lauren. If you're watching this morning... Share the video. Would appreciate that. There's three ways you can watch if you want to watch. That's our Chris Logan or my Chris Logan page, our Listen to the Planet Facebook page, our Chris Logan in the Morning Facebook group, or you can also check it out on TikTok at Listen to the Planet Online. Have you ever heard of someone putting hot sauce in coffee? I've never heard of that. I've heard of putting mayo in coffee, and I, I try that for the sake of radio one day. This is, I don't know, probably three, four years ago. And it, a story came out like, put mayo in your coffee instead of creamer. Didn't really taste that well. And for me, I don't know if it was the right or wrong mayo, but it, it didn't dissolve as well as what I thought. It's pretty disgusting. But hot sauce, as strange as it sounds... Using hot sauce can make your coffee tastier and even healthier. Aside from the surprising taste, the hot sauce comes with a couple of health perks. The capsaicin, which is rich in antioxidants, responsible for the heat in most hot sauce, can help boost weight loss and also heart health. I, I, you know, I didn't have my cup of coffee yet. I was kind of busy getting things ready for the show. I, I, I don't have any, any 
um, hot sauce here, but I was going to maybe give it a shot. But we'll see. We'll see if if I decide to do it or not. But I've never, never heard of that before. I mean, I've heard of the, you know, capsaicin, all that stuff, helping with weight loss, better heart health, but not adding hot sauce to coffee. Wanted to share a little video with you today. Uh, if, if you're listening on the planet, you'll be able to hear this. What happens when you put people who have hilarious laughs in one room and make them laugh? You get you get this. So if you ever wonder what happens when you get people who have, who have weird laughs and put them in one room. <laughs> Come on, man. I wish I had a little bit more of that video. That was uh, That was pretty good. Also got to share this with you today. I'm John says sound like a sounds like a farmhouse kind of but you remember the story I shared with you from KATC and it was about the Opelousas fire department and they're trying to get those firemen some raises or maybe firewomen fire people on which you're supposed to call them but I know there's some some great men and women who are are firemen and the reporter for KATC, when typing lose, she typed L-O-O-S-E. And then losing, L-O-O-S-I-N-G. And that's a one of the more popular words that are used the wrong way, misspelled, whatever you want to call it. We, we talked about that earlier this week. So again, this morning, while I was looking for stuff to talk about, on the show, went to KATC.com. I saw this headline, Crowley Police Department seeks salary increase. Again, I, I am all about that. Firemen, policemen, veterans, armed forces, paramedics, frontline workers, uh, you know, nurses, whatever. I, I, those who have those important jobs, I think they deserve a raise in pay. But I had to look at this story, okay? Because it, it, it hit me. I'm like, okay, remember the Opelousas Fire Department thing and the reporter who didn't spell lose right? Well, it was Aaron Griffin. And look who writes this story, Aaron Griffin. So let's read along. According to the Crowley Police Chief, his department has lost nine officers just this year alone. Man, that's crazy. Chief Hebert says low pay is the reason, and he is preparing to ask the council for more money. The story says Ethan Smith has been a patrol officer for Crowley Police Department for seven years, and he says he misses holidays and special moments with his family due to low staffing. So it seems like some of the officers that are on staff now have to work more because they lost officers, and it's due to pay. So Aaron writes, Crowley Police Chief Troy Bear says he does not want to loose any more police department employees. So no one told Aaron when she wrote this story again that it's L-O-S-E. I know I sound bad for talking about it and calling it out, but I have to again. Like, like I said the other day, at some point it has to matter, right? Spelling has to matter at some point. And also said, I am, I, I am not perfect. I make mistakes every day. But you got to try to make your mistakes. You got to try to fix your mistakes and, and make it better. So I, when I saw this story, I'm like, oh, I wonder if Aaron learned how to spell loose and lose. Because I knew they would have those words in this story again, like the Opelousas Fire Department. But here's, here's the weird part, right? And again, this has zero to do with the Crowley police officers, the police department, nothing. It has to do with the spelling of journalists. Now, 
So here, she writes, Crowley Police Chief Troy Hebert says he does not want to L-O-O-S-E any more police department employees. Then you come down and she has a quote from Chief Troy Hebert. In 2021, we had lost 21 police officers over the year. Now, if you think about that, we have 22 that actually work. So when you hire somebody, it takes approximately six months before you can actually turn them loose on the road with all the training we have to receive. So that was right. Turn them loose. L-O-O-S-E. But then L-O-O-S-E for lose up there. Loose and lose. Come on, man. One of the one of the biggest words we see often misspelled or misused on social media and even with journalists. Which brings me to the question, like I asked the other day, does it even matter? It should. It should. And do we make mistakes? Absolutely, man. Absolutely we make mistakes. But you got to want to fix them. Shelly says, I hope she doesn't lose her job over lack of proofreading. Well, I mean, I hope not either. Copy editor? We don't need no stinking copy editor, says John. But I had to share that with you again. Because when I saw it, I'm like, I, I know they didn't misspell loose again. And then, and, but also did it right when it said turn, turn, turn them loose. So nothing went off in the head like, Wait a minute, maybe I misspelled lose. Nope, nothing, nothing clicked. Also saw this this morning. Are Americans growing more dumber? What do you think? The answer to that question is yes or no. <laughs> Latest research into IQ finds that scores have dropped in the last 15 years. Adults are receiving lower IQ scores on logic, vocabulary, visual problem solving, and simple math. Dude, I would, I would fail simple math. I, I, I would. Don't ask me to, to do any sort of math problem. Nope. Can I spell loose and lose? Yes, I can. Do I know the difference? Yes, I do. But, you know, give me a math problem. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm dumb. Saw a little bit of this story yesterday, and I didn't really look into it until this morning. And I'm thinking, how does this happen? You may have seen some of it. It was, it was kind of going viral. Some in entertainment websites and news and music websites had it. But Jewel says her mother stole $100 million from her. A hundred million. She says, I didn't realize, Jewel does, I didn't realize what my mom, wait, has, I didn't realize what my mom was until I was 30-something. I woke up and realized she embezzled all of my money over 100 million. She says, 34 years old, realize I'm 3 million in debt. Realized my mom stole it. Realized everything I thought my mom was isn't what she was. Very difficult psychological thing to come to terms with. Could you imagine that? Yeah, I don't have a hundred million. Imagine having like a hundred dollars, someone stealing it from you. But a uh, one hundred million dollars. How does that go unnoticed? And and you see a lot of these celebrities or musicians that happens to them. They get millions of dollars. Stolen from them. Uh, Steve Harvey, if I remember right, I don't know, some some years ago, he had millions of dollars stolen from him too. And, and he, and if I remember the story right, the way it came up for him is he found out that he owed back taxes, like millions and millions in back taxes. And he's like, well, I, I'd have those, checks you know we I, I paid that and then but his accountant was taking those checks and then somehow taking the money from that and not paying his taxes with it and that's how uh, his accountant was stealing money but dude your own mom a hundred million dollars jewel is 48 now her parents split up when she was eight 
She lived with her dad. He was abusive. But what she didn't realize at the time is that the reason she lived with him was because her mom, quote, didn't want to be a mom. And then I guess her mom came into her life and then stole all her freaking money. $100 million. I guess she had some checks bouncing or stuff like that, and that's how she realized that, hey, I don't, I don't have any money. Or where's my $100 million? Now moms took it. That got to be a lick. Also, kind of a serious story this morning. This started breaking yesterday afternoon. Free agent, tight end, Foster Moreau, former LSU Tiger, steps away from football after his physical with the New Orleans Saints revealed Hodgkin lymphoma. So he had entered into free agency in the offseason. The Saints were looking at him. Foster's 25 years old. And had that diagnosis because of his physical with the New Orleans Saints. Hodgkin lymphoma, a potentially serious form of cancer involving the body's immune system. Foster Morrow being a competitor indicated he planned to return to football once he'd beaten the disease. He tweeted, through somewhat of a miraculous process, this free agency period has been life-changing for me. During a routine physical conducted by the Saints medical team down in New Orleans, I've come to learn that I have Hodgkin's lymphoma and will be stepping away from football at the time to fight a new opponent cancer. He also says, I'm grateful for the support and thankful for people who have stood firm with me. There hasn't been a, been a single step I've taken without hundreds of people lighting the path before me, and I will continue to seek their guidance. That being said, I'll go kick this thing's ass and get back to doing what I love. So well wishes for Foster Moreau as he battles Hodgkin's lymphoma. And the story I'm reading, he was, he was on track for a decent payday with free agency. He spent four years with the Raiders. They drafted him in the fourth round of the 2019 NFL draft. And he was the number two tight end behind pro bowler Darren Waller. He had 33 catches, 420 receiving yards, and two touchdowns on 54 targets last year. And Derek Carr, who played with Foster Moreau, now in New Orleans, expressed his support soon after his announcement. So maybe, yeah, I didn't read much into, I, I, and I didn't know that Foster Moreau was, you know, the Saints were kind of looking at him, but maybe Derek Carr, who played with Foster, said, hey, we need a tight end. Let's go and get this guy. But hopefully, you know, everything comes out well for him. And, and like he said, he kicks cancer's ass. Wanted to share this with you this morning. Getting some great reviews on his TikTok page. I was surprised to see it last night. I was just scrolling. I, I don't follow T-Pain on TikTok. Now I do after seeing this video last night. But T-Pain. Did a cover of War Pigs. Are you ready for this? Check it out. Generals gathered in the masses. Just like witches said, black masses. Evil minds that plan destruction. Sorcerer of destruction. And the fields and bodies burning. What do you think about that? Huh? There was uh so of course I went to the comments. I wanted to see what uh everyone was saying about this. So I was like, oh, well, you know, T-Pain fans are going to rip him for it. But it was, it was a lot of positivity in his comments. 
And I believe his TikTok account is, if I can kind of see it on the screen, I think it's at T-Pain. And there are people asking him, hey, when's the metal album coming? And a lot of people were digging it. I thought it was, it was pretty good. I thought it was really good. So I, I don't know if, if T-Pain has a, you know, a, a metal album coming, a rock album coming, or, or exactly what he was doing. He didn't say much in the post. But I'll have to kind of keep up to date with that and, and see what's under T-Pain's sleeve. But I, I thought that was very, very cool. Did you see this from Pat Sajak? He's going viral. You know, I, I, I saw it the other day. And I, I passed on it. I passed on talking about it. And then now I'm seeing it come up. I'm like, well, maybe I should mention it on the show. Now, I, I thought that it was way more than this. Now, look, Pat Sajak is 126. He's an old dude. He doesn't look like it, but he's, but, but he's, he's an older fella. And he put a contestant, a Wheel of Fortune contestant in a hammerlock. The contestant was a former wrestler. And I was just exaggerating. Pat Sajak is 76. Dude's been hosting Wheel of Fortune since 1981, man. Put that contestant in the hammerlock. All in fun, though. Because when I first saw some of these headlines, I'm like, wait, what happened? Did Pat Sajak tackle someone who maybe ran onto the stage and he had to hold him down until security got there? But no. He put Fletcher or I'm sorry, Fred Fletcher Jackson, a teacher, bar quiz host, and former professional wrestler in a hammerlock. Fred won $75,800. He solved every puzzle and then guessed the bonus round in three guesses. So in total, Fred won $75,800. And so Pat Sajak... Instead of kind of giving him a, a handshake, puts him in a hammerlock. And it's not that great of a hammerlock. Watch, it kind of it, it, it kind of looks like this. Let's see if we can get it to play. Fletcher Jackson, right? Drama teacher. Yes, I'm a drama teacher, and I'm also a bar trivia host, and I am a professional wrestler. You get paid to wrestle? Very little. Oh. But, I do it, but I do it for the fun. Oh. So here he is, Fred solving his puzzles. Cake. Yeah, that's it. Unparalleled hiking. Yeah, that's it. Oh, well, well. Body, coffee, pet, pawn. Well, the Fred Fletcher Jackson show continues here. Fred. Clean sweep. Role. Yeah, that's it. Fred. Supporting role. Yeah, that's it. Fred. The starring role. Yeah, that's Fred's cool. going ham. <laughs> Buzzer beater. Yeah, that's it. Oh, two contestants should have just walked Can off. Go ahead, Fred. Sometimes someone just gets really hot. You brute! Just because he's a professional wrestler. You want me to body slam him for you? I can do that. Very rarely happens that we get someone who just swept everything and make it a clean sweep by getting this bonus round. His mind is pondering. His mind is wondering. His mind is wandering. There you go. See, you said it wrong. Wandering. Loose and lose. Get it? Wandering, wondering. So he hugs his, I think that's his dad. And here comes Pat Sajak. <laughs> the fun never stops at Wheel. And then Pat Sajak almost falls over trying to put this cat in a, a hammer lock. 76-year-old Pat Sajak still doing it up on Wheel of Fortune. Wonder how old Vanna White is. Let's let's see. Let's I I I have a little time for us to Google that. Pat Sajak 76. How old is Vanna White? She is 66 years old. And been doing Wheel of Fortune, it says here, since 1981. Come a long way. Remember like the like the old Wheel of Fortune? You know, the way the uh the letters would light up. It's just kind of a, an older set that they were using, but I I, I didn't I, I knew it was the eighties. If, if I were to guess, I would guess like eighty four, eighty five. But according to that story, eighty one. When did Wheel of Fortune? Oh, crap! Wheel of Fortune started in nineteen seventy five. 
But I guess Pat Sajak took over in 1981. Anyway, he's been doing it for a very long time. That, that's my that's my point. Took took long for me to say it, but that, that was my point. I just wanted to say that dude's been doing it for a long time. Uh oh, a little sports news this morning too. I was I was a little saddened when I saw this. Cajuns guard Themis Fox enters the transfer portal. The point guard for the Cajuns. He did really well for the Cajuns basketball team. He led the Sun Belt in assists with six per game. He is a redshirt sophomore. He was fourth on the team in scoring, averaging just over nine points. And in the Sun Belt Championship, Falks scored a career-high 23 points in the win. But he has entered the transfer portal. Guess maybe he's looking for, for something bigger. You know, I was hoping that that Cajuns team can kind of stay intact for, I'll just say, a decent amount of time and see some success in the Cajuns basketball program. But looks like Themis says, nope, I'm going into the transfer portal, maybe looking to make a bigger NIL deal or something like that. Can anybody call Gordon? Call uh, Gordon McKernan. Maybe he can do uh, an NIL deal with Themis Falks and, and get him to stay. Put him on a billboard or something. Also, some sad news this morning. Saw this on loudwire.com. Saliva guitarist Wayne Swinney passed away at the age of 59. That news was confirmed by the band with singer Bobby Amaru issue, issuing a statement. Earlier yesterday, it was revealed that Wayne had been taken to the ICU after suffering a brain hemorrhage on Tuesday morning. Saliva had been on tour in support of their new single called High On Me. Bobby said, quote, I'm not even sure what to think or how to feel right now. My, my heart aches for Wayne's family, his friends, and anyone who had the joy of being around him. He also says, my heart aches for his daughter, Nikki. He loved that little girl so much. He was a guitar hero on stage with all the rock and roll swag that most guitar players dream of. Off stage, he was a proud father, an ancient aliens expert, and an incredible human who had zero enemies. He would go out of his way to make sure he had a good time. But saliva guitarist Wayne Swinney passed away at the age of 59. Kind of getting to that halfway point of the show. First and foremost, the Power Hour coming to you live on my online station called The Planet, your online home for 90s and 2000s rock. It's all part of my morning show. Decided just to go, you know, this whole one-hour kind of special, maybe kind of podcast format, you want to call it, and talk about what's trending, talk about the daily headlines, daily stories. We also go live on Facebook. You may be watching there. My Chris Logan page, our Planet page also. My Chris Logan in the morning group. And then also we're live on our TikTok account at Listen to the Planet Online. So if you're watching, share, you want to comment, feel free to do so. But, you know, wanted, wanted to do it, you know, do the live video and, and record it. That way I can give me some online content. Uh, if, if you're a Spotify user, we have the Planet Power Hour podcast there. Got some content on YouTube. And also cut up some of the content from the show and use it on Facebook Reels. So it's kind of given me the opportunity to not just do a live, but to use that video for other things as well. But make sure to check out the station. If you're not, if you're not um, on there now, not listening, listen to theplanet.com. You're home for 90s and 2000s rock. And speaking of TikTok... TikTok CEO will testify in the U.S. Headline from foxbusiness.com, TikTok CEO to testify as social media giant faces ban over China ties. TikTok denies it shares U.S. user data with the Chinese government or threatens national security. I'm not sure how you say his name. Uh, and I, I, I think it was yesterday or the day before 
he created a TikTok account. So now that TikTok CEO is kind of putting out some content. He's talking a little bit about uh, what they do with your data and, and what happens and, and all that stuff. But it, it's like Shu C. Chu, maybe how you pronounce his name. I'm not sure if I'm doing that right. But he will testify before the House Energy and Commerce Committee today. As TikTok faces a ban over national security concerns because of its China-based parent company, ByteDance, B-Y-T-E Dance. That's the company that created TikTok and the company that's in China. Also, if you're a TikTok user, you use CapCut. A lot of people use CapCut, the app that makes some cool-ass videos. That is also owned by ByteDance, too. You know, but now a lot of the talk is just about TikTok. But be aware of CapCut as well. At a recent congressional hearing on worldwide threats, FBI Director Christopher Wray testified that TikTok, by virtue of its more than 150 million U.S. users, has the power to, quote, drive narratives and divide Americans through the manipulation of its content algorithm, noting that ByteDance is based in China and required by law to comply with requests made by the Chinese Communist Party. Director Ray said, quote, this is a tool that is ultimately within the control of the Chinese government, and to me it screams out with national security concerns. CEO Chu will be making his first appearance before Congress as TikTok faces an ongoing security review by the Committee on Foreign Investment in the U.S., And they have been looking into TikTok since 2019 and has reportedly threatened to ban TikTok unless ByteDance divests its stake in the platform's U.S. operations, according to a story by the Wall Street Journal. So I wonder if they can come to an agreement if there's some way that, you know, servers or you know, whatever it is are in the United States, if, if it'll be okay. But what they're saying is they do have servers here in the U.S. as well as China. But we'll see what happens with that. You know, the conspiracy theorists on that is that, you know, all the lobbyists for, you know, Facebook, Twitter, you know, I mean, Instagram's kind of the same thing, Meta. You know, they're all, they're all upset that TikTok came in and crushed their lives. And then now they want it to go away. But, I mean, you can't deny that TikTok crushed everyone else when they came out. I mean, just killed them. And, I mean, it, it caused everyone else to go to short-form content when it wasn't really about that on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, I mean, I know Twitter's a little bit different. But we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. Today, I mean, it doesn't have a time. I guess it's going to be you know, at some point during the day today. We're not sure how long it's going to take. But everyone, I mean, ev everyone does it. You know, your your data and you know, somewhat you know, tracking your intent and you know, what you're doing, what you're searching for, all that stuff. Just the fact that this is uh, not here in the in the United States makes it the big deal for them. Also, you know, I mean, we're in 2023. We're in an innovative time. Powdered beer now exists. Like powdered milk, like instant coffee, uh, powdered beer. Mix it with water and stir. A German brewery came up with it and plans to start selling it in a few months. They claim it tastes just like regular beer. Now that I would have to see. That I would have to try. You're trying to tell me that powdered beer tastes just like beer? No, you make instant coffee. Yeah, okay. Powdered milk. Nah, it's not like that 2% that comes in the jug, dude. It's, 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 it's just not. Now, this German brewery that came up with it, been around since the 1500s, mix it with water and stir. I wonder what, like, like what, what kind of water? Uh, it says here, it's apparently not the first time someone's made powdered beer, but this one's carbonated, and that's a first. They claim it looks and tastes just like regular beer. 
which is hard to believe. The current ver oh crap. The current version is non-alcoholic, but they say a boozy, uh, not boozy, boozy version will be available in the next few months, and they will start selling it globally. Um, read a little bit more. Something you could buy yourself, so you can buy it personally, or looks like bars would be able to buy it and mix it with water. I mean, what was it like, you know, back in the day that like these hurricane specials when you went to the bar, you know, bars had these specialty drinks that they put in these big igloo uh, ice chests, you know, or, or uh, you know, the water containers. And then they would just pour you a cup from there. Is that is that what it will be like in bars now? And will, you know, all the domestic beer brands be upset at this that a bar could actually put an, an igloo or something on their bar and mix some some beer and then pour it out in a cup now read further in the story so you know there's more to this you know there's more to every story so further down it says why even do this their answer the environment It's, they say it's cheaper and easier to transport, and there's there's a much smaller carbon footprint. It's part of a string of weird beers that this brewery has been working on. They also have a bath beer in the works that's specifically made for you to bathe in. I mean, you kind of had me at, you know, powdered beer, beer to take a bath in. Okay. But why doing it? The environment? Don't know. Am I still going to try it? If I come across it or I find out where to buy it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, KJP. Corinne Jean-Pierre. Was asked a question yesterday. We talked about this story. The $1 million payout to Joe Biden's family that supposedly uh, the House committee has bank records from. What, it was Monday or Tuesday we talked about it? President Biden said, no, nah, that's, that, that's not a real, it's not a real thing. You know, all the, all the lies, man, just in general, all the, all the lies. As I said yesterday, can I fairly say that Listen to the planet has nine, 900 quintillion listeners. You know, the most of any streaming station in the universe. We have aliens listening. If I say it, does it make it real? It's like everything is just lies these days. But Fox's Peter Ducey, you know, if, if anyone was going to ask that question to KJP, it was going to be Peter Ducey. And he questioned KJP on the House Oversight Report that revealed President Biden's son, Hunter, brother James, and daughter-in-law, Haley, all received payments from associates connected to a Chinese business. See, they can, but we can't be on TikTok. The House Oversight says it got bank records showing a Chinese energy company paying three Biden family members through a third party. What were they paid for? Peter Ducey asked. And here was KJP's answer. Look, I'm just not going to respond to that from here. Look, we have heard from House Republicans for years and years how the inaccuracies and lies when it comes to this issue. And I don't even, she says, and I don't even where, uh, I guess it should be, I don't even know where to begin to even answer that question because, again, it's, it's been lies and lies and the inaccuracies for the past couple of years, and I'm just not going to get into it from here. That was her answer. See, just lies. Also, uh, according to this story here, Hunter Biden's legal team has publicly acknowledged that these payments happened. The denial by President Biden in this 
dodged by KJP or nothing but gaslighting, according to Washington Examiner Justice Department reporter Jerry Dunleavy. <laughs> National Review contributor Pradheep Shanker tweeted, quote, she's lying. Conservative writer Doug Powers joked, quote, the claim is so not true that KJP is unable to flatly deny it. Also, podcast host Ahim Al As As Aslikin. Wonder if that's a real name. Because I see I see something else in that name. Uh, she, it says she's lying, and the press knows that she's lying to them. But it, but it doesn't it doesn't matter because they're not going to be held held accountable. Just just lies. The um, so I'm I'm kind of scrolling the story here, and there's a tweet from Matt Rooney, who is a radio host, and he says, talking about the situation, her saying that it's a lie, the one million dollar payments, all that stuff, and he tweets this, but we're going to prioritize prosecuting Trump for allegedly paying a porn star to not talk about sex. He says we're living in an insane time, folks, especially for my fellow '80s and '90s kids who were told, quote, it's okay to commit perjury if it's sex during the Clinton ordeal. No, nobody remembers all that, though, right? Not going to bring any of, any of that stuff up. Don't know. Don't know. How about this? I, I do know this, though. This is an uh-uh story. Half-naked woman attacks Georgia deputies and urinates in their patrol car. Dude, slow it down, lady. <laughs> Georgia deputies arrested a woman accused of assaulting them as they tried to take her into custody. On March 5th at 1.36 a.m., Houston County Sheriff's Office deputies were sent to investigate a Dodge pickup truck that was off with no lights in the area of Georgia 247. When deputies arrived, they found a truck parked in the roadway partially merged onto Georgia 247. Officials said when deputies approached the vehicle, they found Brandy Camp asleep in the front. When they woke her up, she began, began yelling and slapping the window. Why wouldn't she? Someone wakes you up when you're sleeping. It kind of startles you, right? It startled her. According to the report, Mrs. Camp exited the vehicle without pants or underwear and attacked the deputies by spitting and biting on them or spitting and biting them. Dude, what's up? With these people getting pulled over by police not wearing pants or underwear. Last week, we talked about the dude in Pineville. He's from Scott. That happened. Is there a new drug out there that causes people to take their pants and underwear off? If so, let me know the name of it. <laughs> when deputies got Miss Camp under control, they placed her inside the patrol car. However, she continued to resist the rest by kicking and spitting on them. I mean, why wouldn't she? This point, she's committed. Deputies determined that Miss Camp was intoxicated during the entire altercation. You think so? Authorities uh, said when they managed to calm Camp down and place her inside the car, she urinated on the back seat. She didn't have pants on. She didn't have drawers on. So, I mean, she like there was nothing to soak it up. She straight up pissed on the officer's back seat. She was charged with indecent exposure, obstruction, two counts of simple assault, and simple battery of a police officer. Cool. 782 comments on this Yahoo story. We're not going to get into them, but I, I, I bet you they're pretty good. Uh, uh, how does that happen, man? What's up with the, these people running from cops, no draws on, no pants on, hanging out in their vehicle? You think like were they were they with a sneaky link? You know, and got caught and hurry up and get in their vehicle and and run away. Probably not. There's probably drugs involved. If 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 I had to guess, if I had to make an uneducated guess, I would say there's probably a little bit of a little bit of uh, foreign substances involved somewhere. Also, uh, an Amazon driver, dude, did his job, delivered a package. 
during a police standoff. He said, you want Amazon Prime today? Damn it. I am going to deliver Amazon Prime today. I don't care what is going on. I'm getting the job done. Company man. Dude delivered during an active crime scene. There's a video of an Amazon delivery driver showing up at a residence where there was a police standoff. He casually walked past dozens of police cars, groups of officers, before eventually being stopped by a SWAT member. The guy gestures to the house as if to say, I, I got to deliver this. You know, it leads me to think that maybe this cat got into some trouble before, you know, messed up some deliveries. Maybe he had one more chance and he was like, I don't care if there's a standoff at this house. Damn it. I'm going to deliver this package to the home. Now, officially, he didn't make it up to the door. So he gave the package to a SWAT member. He then took a photo to prove that the package made it. The video was recorded by a neighbor who got a kick out of the whole thing. Uh, and I do have a link to the video, and I think there were some F-bombs and stuff dropped. We're not going to watch it. I think uh, Brent comments and said, saw that. Guy just walked right up. Didn't happen recently, though. Happened last month in Cary, North Carolina. The standoff was with an armed suspect in the house that lasted nearly 24 hours. Unclear what was in the package or if it was ordered by the armed suspect inside. But since the chaos lasted 24 hours, maybe it was ordered during the standoff. <laughs> he wanted that, that same day delivery. Maybe it was something that he needed. Something he needed during the standoff, but dude said, yep. And and then, you know, that part of the story is entertaining, but I, I saw this update to the story and kind of dark. The man was suffering from a mental health crisis and he was holding his 11-year-old son hostage. The man ended up taking his own life, sadly, and the negotiators were able to successfully get the child out of the house. He was treated at the hospital and has been released to other family members. But, you know, just overall sad situation. But Amazon driver got it done, dude. Got his job done. Hired me to do a job, damn it. I'm going to go and do my job. Giselle Bunchton. Bunchton. Always have problems pronouncing her last name because you hear it. Pronounced different ways. Bunchkin. Bunchton. But she says that Tom Brady's unretirement is not what broke them up. That was, you know, what a lot of people believed at the time. In a new profile for Vanity Fair, Giselle says that's not what it was. But Or she says it wasn't the only thing. She said, quote, wow, people really made it about that. What's being said is one piece of a much bigger puzzle. It's not so black and white. It takes years to happen. She says, sometimes you grow together. Sometimes you grow apart. Giselle also denied that politics broke them up. Because back in 2015, of course, I got to throw this in there. Tom Brady had the Make America Great Again hat. Also, something else that didn't cause the breakup, the jujitsu instructor. She said, quote, I think at this point, unfortunately, because I'm divorced, I'm sure they're going to try to attach me to anything. She says about the jujitsu instructor, he's our teacher, and most importantly, he's a person that I admire and trust. So she didn't really go on to say what broke them up. But I guess it was like everything together. Also got another dumb criminal story before we start to wrap things up today. You know, and I'm thinking, because we talk a lot about dumb criminals on, on the story. And most of them are uh-uh stories. And, and also we talk a little bit about bonds and you know, how long people are being held in jail. And, and what was the one, the 
the lady who stole her aunt's debit cards and went on and uh, pretty much just a shopping spree. Her bond was 18 million while, you know, some other person that, you know, sexual misconduct and harassment with a four-year-old got, you know, thousands of dollars in, in bonds. But how does someone get arrested 10 times in one month? 10, 10 times. Yes, you did hear that right. This guy right here, I'll pull up his 10 mug shots on the screen if you want to see it. Now, it's in California, so that may explain why he was arrested 10 times in one month. Didn't happen in Florida. It wasn't a Florida man. This is a California man. 38-year-old Keith Chastain from Fresno, California, was arrested for the 10th time in one month. His number 10th. His number 10 arrest, I should say, the 10th, <laughs> happened on Tuesday when police got a call about a man driving a stolen truck. They went out and nabbed Keith, but it couldn't have been even it couldn't have been even easier. He told police he was on his way to the police station to pick up his personal property when he was arrested the previous time. That seemed like a coincidence, but when this is your 10th arrest, Picking up stuff from the police station is like a normal person going to the dry cleaners. Keith got his 10th arrest just under the gun. It was the 31st day since his, his initial arrest. And it does not sound like this was intentionally planned by Keith. He is facing 18 felonies, 15 misdemeanors, with an array of charges including stealing six vehicles, DUI, vandalism, fraud, possession of a controlled stuff, substance, I don't believe that one, and others. And here are his 10 mugshots right here. Here's Keith Chastain arrested on, let's see, let's start here, down on the bottom. You can see the progression of Keith. To, on February 19th, here he is, looking very casual. March 4th. So March was when he really kicked it into high gear. March 4th, March 5th, March 8th, March 11th, March 12th, March 15th, March 16th. So, I mean, after all this, at what point does he not stay in jail? At what point do they not keep him in just a little bit longer? And then something must have happened to old Keith here. If you're watching, look on March 20th and 21st, back-to-back -back again. So the 4th and 5th, he hit those back-to-back -back, back -back home runs by getting arrested. And then on the 20th and 21st, hit back-to-back -back grand slams. But it looks like he got beat up on March 20th a little bit. You can see under his eye, there's a red mark, unless that's a ringworm. And then there's, then there's a Band-Aid on his forehead. Looks like there's a little bit of blood. And then you can see on the 21st, the day after he gets arrested again, his ringworm looks a little bit better. He may have put some salve on it. And then it looks like he has a fresh Band-Aid on his forehead. Not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, not five times, not six, not seven, not eight. Not even nine times. Dude arrested 10 times. I don't, I don't get it. 10 times. Uh, what else we got this morning? Oh, I've never heard about this. Do you and your significant other, your bedmate, your husband, wife, whatever it is, do y'all fight over the covers? My wife and I, not, I mean, not that much. But if you are fighting over the covers, Try the Scandinavian sleep method. This sleep method originated in Denmark and Norway and is defined by couples sharing a bed but having their own covers. There's an extra piece of bedding you need to buy but can have tremendous benefits. It limits bedroom tension. 
helps you both get a more comfortable night's sleep. It's less extreme than a sleep divorce where a couple sleep in separate beds or bedrooms. Never heard of that before. I mean, how would you do that? I guess you could you could get, I mean, if you want to like, you know, Cajun engineer it and not get anything special, I guess you can like, you know, get get your fitted sheet for the mattress and then maybe get twin sheets that you would put in and you you get to have your own. Blake says, I'll fight with her. <laughs> I fight with her golden doodle taking all the covers in bed. Damn, Blake got a dog in the mix. I don't know about that, dude. You better just take a blanket and head to the sofa. Now, sometimes my wife wants to go sleep elsewhere, and it's not because of covers. It's because I snore my ass off. Maybe I need to go. I need to go look into that. I need to get me a, a, a CPAP or one of those uh, mouth appliances uh, and and help with my snoring. But it's a Scandinavian sleep method where you use different covers. You have your own cover, so you don't have to fight over it. And I, I saw this too real quick. I've seen this before years back. I, I think back when I was in radio, and because you know, I'm sure a lot of these morning show prep services, you know, they, they recycle a lot of their stuff. But when you visit someone's home, do you look inside their medicine cabinet? Nearly half of us admit that we've looked into someone's medicine cabinet for no reasons other than a snoop. But, you know, and, and I thought about the same thing when this came out years back. Who has a medicine cabinet now? Really, like, I remember years back, I remember at my grandparents' house, and this was, I mean, and they've been in their house for a while, but, you know, if you have an old-school house, or you've been to an old-school house, that was the mirror over the sink back in the day, the medicine cabinet. It might have been, I don't know, maybe two feet, maybe long, 18 inches wide, and that was over the sink, and it had a mirror on it, and then you opened it up, and then that's where you could, you could keep your medicine in there, uh, I don't know, maybe your razor. It wasn't a very big medicine cabinet. But when you say medicine cabinet, that's what I associate it with. And I don't see those in any homes anymore. Obviously, you might have a closet in your bathroom now. You know, maybe in the cabinet under the sink, maybe you'll keep some stuff. But I, I haven't seen a quote-unquote medicine cabinet in someone's house in a very, very, very long time. So to answer that question, have I looked into someone's medicine cabinet recently? No, I haven't, because I haven't seen a damn medicine cabinet recently. If you have and there's still medicine cabinets, let me, let me know. Am I thinking of the wrong thing? I have a medicine cabinet, but it's in our kind of like the way people have a junk drawer. Everyone has a drunk drawer, right? Where you just like throw all your crap in this drawer. You can find paper clips there, um, ketchup packets, probably got some pins, important paperwork, spare keys, Ziploc bags, all the stuff that we put in our junk drawer. So you got the drunk, the junk drawer in the kitchen, and we have a medicine cabinet in the kitchen. Like there's one cabinet we have and and that's all like all the medicines on the bottom. See, John says I have three medicine cabinets, old school built-ins, love them. And and to me that would you would have to live in an in a in an older home to have a official medicine cabinet in the bathroom. And and they were cool back in the day. I remember the one at my grandparents' house. It was like it was kind of like a thick mirror. You know, that was the mirror over the sink. You open it up, there was a medicine. You know, there was the milk of magnesia, the bear uh aspirin. <laughs> what else is in there? Some Vicsav. Because back in the day, dude, Vicsav, that that um now they call it Vicks Vapor Rub, but if you if you come from the country, you call it Vicsav. And, and and that fixed everything, dude. Put that on your chest when you're coughing. I think my grandma used to rub that under our feet when we were kids. That would make you feel better. DJ says, got a medicine drawer in my room. You got, you got to have the medicine drawers. John says his home was built in the early 70s. Yep. 
Dude, the things you would find in an old medicine cabinet back in the day. Cool stuff. Nine o'clock, time to wrap up the show for today. <laughs> Seth says, Vix does fix everything. It does, dude. Vix Vapor Rub, or we would call it Vix Sav, because it's some good old Sav. All right, I'm done. I'll be back tomorrow morning to kick off our Friday. Morning show starts at 7. Power Hour starts at 8. Make sure to tell someone about the station today. I would appreciate that. Make sure to tune in tomorrow. Um, if you want to share my videos, that's cool. Uh, I'm trying to put out more reels from the video that we record. Oh, let me take off. Why do I still have this dude's uh, 10 mugshots on the screen? But yeah, share the videos, uh, all that, all that stuff. Appreciate each and every one of you listening or watching this morning more than you know. So have a great Thursday. I'll see you all tomorrow at 7. Back to the planet, 90s and 2000s rock. <laughs>